0: So apparently it's two against one uh, (laughs) on this. It's, you know, Ryan and I are Mm pro-Destiny. And I honestly think that uh, this is the uh, real issue on uh, on this election year. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you see the brilliance of Destiny or do you still uh, keep your head buried in the sand and refuse (laughs) to accept the reality of this world?
1: Yeah, it's kind of exactly
2: like gun control. It's a very good analogy. Uh. Oh my god. Okay, I've given... No, I can't do this. I've just... This is not a good idea. We're vetoing that? I'm failing. This episode is brought to you by Destiny. Welcome to our favorite future of post-apocalyptic slash guns slash... Yeah, uh, the the good old American future. Look into it. Apparently it's a good game. I don't believe it. (laughs)
0: these policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United
1: States. Living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, where one is affected by every twitch and grunt.
2: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. It is October 3rd, and welcome to episode number 92 of the Sleeping with the Elfin podcast, where we put the U in color commentary. Huh? Huh? It's not funny anymore, Uh, Paul. uh, (laughs) This is a show where uh, this is a culture clash podcast of sorts. I am the resident American, Paul Swickard, and joining me is our resident Canadian, Ryan Murphy. Ryan, good day. Uh,
1: We have not had another Canadian on this show.
2: No. Yeah. You know,
1: we've had lots of Americans, which I think is kind of biased. Have we
2: not? I feel like we have. Another Canadian? Yeah.
1: No. We had someone from Wisconsin. Oh.
2: Well. I think. S- speaking of special guests, we mm-hmm. have a very special guest this week. Here live from France, Mr. Patrick Beja. Patrick. Good hey, can you. I be the resident French correspondent? Yes. That's, that is exactly. You have assumed Whoa. that, sir.
0: I've never been a resident French correspondent before. I'm so happy.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for coming. It's been an interesting week. Um, Yeah. (laughs) uh, Yeah. It's one of those weeks where I I could, I suppose, find some stupid story about, you know, a woman who married a duck. But it's just... (laughs) Wait, what? A we're not talking about that? Is that a real no, story? Please
0: find that story, Paul. I, I, I'm, I'm much more willing to talk about that one.
2: Yeah. I want to talk about I've, Ducks. I've, I've horribly misjudged my co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Destiny, Ryan, game of the year. What? Right. Ryan, why? Okay. Well, elephant in the room. No sure. pun intended. Why is Destiny the best game of the year? Well, mostly yeah, because a very political show.
1: Yeah, mostly because it bugs you when I say it. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's my favorite part about saying Destiny. Now, I don't know if Destiny is the greatest game of the year, but it's probably best improved. You know where they give stickers to kids who best like bring kid. their grades up. I would put that sticker on Destiny's chest and be like, "Good job, you did it."
0: Where's that that it? is that is kind of cheating though, because you start with a crappy game and then you improve it. You know, just enough for it to be good. And all of a sudden you're best improved and you get an award and a gold star or something. Yeah, That's cheating.
1: Maybe it's cheating. But the way I see it, like, in order to gain best improved, you have to survive long enough to improve. Most games who fail right out of the gate kind of stumble and fall and they'll come back. Like, I'm trying to think of another game that, that got... Maybe, like, Final Fantasy fourteen would have been another example where it failed miserably and then they took it away and brought it back and i I would yeah i think
0: i think destiny is more in the wheelhouse of uh, diablo where it was disappointing when it arrived because a lot of people were hoping for a lot more and there were definite game design issues in the game um but then you know there was still a core audience that was uh, you know getting a lot out of the game while uh, recognizing its failings um and I guess maybe Final Fantasy Fourteen was the same case, mm-hmm. but anyway it, the it, the version of Destiny now is absolutely brilliant. Um, I keep comparing it to Diablo, mm-hmm. and it's that kind of feeling where you're super powerful and you destroy everything around you and it feels incredibly good to do it yeah for um, sure
1: and i mean i I just want to welcome everybody to pixels this is This is the show <laughs> for discerning gamers. Uh,
0: I mean, you know, I've been going around on every show I (laughs) I co-host or appear in sort of singing the praises of this destiny game and a lot of people have been coming to me on twitter and saying okay you win i'm gonna give it a try and usually they like it so i'm i'm you know spreading the the gospel i'm happy to uh work as a um community influencer for, for bungie i'm yeah. uh, very very happy with the game i think it deserves heard, it have you heard the good word of Zer? you know like come on in pull out chair right he yeah. preaches every Friday to Sunday in the Tower uh, yeah. on Earth, and uh, and now we have the Gospel of uh, Banshee Forty Four on Arms Day on uh, on Wednesdays. Oh. So you I don't gotta, know
1: you, that? No, I didn't know. That. So now no. we're getting we're getting key information here from the source, our French and Destiny correspondent. <laughs> uh, I gotta go. I gotta go log in on Wednesdays now. I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah, so basically, well, so what happens is that, do you, do you want to get into this? Maybe it's, this is not.
1: We Maybe, we, maybe we'll talk about it. <laughs> Paul, I, Paul, I can hear him like nails on the top. Yeah, he's board. sighing. These are um, words
2: that. But he's going to love. <laughs> makes like, sense individually, I suppose. Yeah, well, you start
1: putting Basically,
0: destiny is cool. But yeah. uh, if you want to talk about, you know, uh, shooting lots of guns, maybe you can do that too in a more political manner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oh
2: yeah, that's.
1: sorry sorry oh Oh, god don't worry i made it worse patrick
2: ryan uh what is this first Nonsense that you posted to me.
1: So there's this thing happening in a couple weeks called a Canadian federal election. We don't get to talk about it very much because um, Canadian federal election. Yeah, it's. The thing Ooh, you
0: is, have elections in right in your country. That's <laughs> wow! I didn't realize. Good for you.
1: You know the you know how Scott It's like makes you're a fun. real country. We are well. I mean, we try to be. <laughs> we we try to live up to the standards of our our, our friends to to the south and and to the to the west and the east. Ugh. Well, yeah, to you know, be
0: fair, the, the 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 standards of your friends to the south aren't that high, so you know sure. that's that's a reasonable goal to strive for. I'm going to try and offend as many people as I can on that's this show. Point. I don't know if you've gotten the vibe, but uh.
1: yeah, this is a comedy podcast, so usually if we're talking about a story that is that is a little a little tough to handle, we just resort to making fun of other countries. It's kind of the way we go. Um, <laughs> but. Yeah, no, we have a federal election coming up, and the reason we don't talk about it very much is because the American election, which is happening in a year and a half, uh, we we talk about that too much. And I've kind of made a point of bringing a Canadian story here each week, but being a comedy podcast, I have to sign something that's ridiculous and not just politicians disagreeing about very important issues. So I found uh, in the last, the final debate that has happened, it was it was in French, so uh Paul, sorry, Patrick. Hey, you're gonna you're gonna do just fine. Um, did you actually understand <laughs> this,
2: Ryan? I did.
1: I mean, like, I speak. I I understand enough French that I can sort of glean what's happening. Um, but it helps that Huffington Post kind of like translated the faux pas, shall we say? And I thought this story was even better because it's it's Canadian politicians being nice to each other, which which is uh, su- always surprises Paul in a in a delightful way. So. There's a Vine, I think, or a Twitter video that you can play, uh, Paul, and give us an idea in the article of what this faux pas actually was. And then we'll get Patrick to translate.
2: Okay, you want me to play this thing? Yeah, play it. All right. Here, let's see what's going on here. Is this one of those? I always forget if Huffington Post automatically plays these things. I'm pretty sure they do.
1: They do. If you scroll down a little bit, there's actually just the clip with... Where
2: am I... <clears throat> Where am I scrolling?
1: There's Just scroll down one little segment there, and there's a Twitter video that should load once the article... Oh, got
2: it. There we are. Yeah. Oh, that's tough to hear.
0: Okay. On a besoin de s'engager de façon positive dans le monde. That's I love the can- French Canadian accent. I can't do it for very well, but uh, I like it. And th- this is super cute. This in the beginning when they say "mon amour" instead of "mon ami." Are they originally they're uh, French Canadian speakers? Yeah, so uh, these, natively, right?
1: Yeah, these two these two speakers that were going at it. You have the uh, Bloc Quebecois, which is the um, the primarily French party based in Quebec. And then you have, and he's he's obviously uh, French speaking first. And then Justin Trudeau, who is um, who is French Canadian, um, but is the Liberal leader, and and he, he, I think he primarily speaks in English. He does a lot of work in English, but obviously being the the son of uh, a famous Prime Minister uh, Pierre Trudeau, he is he he speaks both English and French very well. Probably I don't know, like oh, a okay. lot. You have to be able to speak both languages to get this far. Um, so both leaders would be able to, would be fluent in uh, in both languages.
2: For everyone who isn't fluent in the devil's language, what actually did he say that was such a faux pas?
0: So basically, um, I'm going to take this one. Since, yeah, go,
2: you yeah, yeah you're, you're the French <laughs>
1: correspondent,
0: right? Uh, basically, he was he was uh, meaning to say blah blah blah, my friend, and uh, friend is ami in mm-hmm. French, and he said blah blah blah, my love which is <laughs> which is mon amour so he was like oh, ah, mon amour and then he immediately changed it oh, mon ami and then obviously hilarity ensued it's yeah. you know even when there are faux pas in in canadian in canadian politics it's like because they're overly loving like yeah. in the in the u.s debates it's like someone calls someone else like trump is going to call someone a I can't say the word because it's very bad for for American audiences, but a C word yeah. and, you know, all of these. And in Canada, they're like, oh, my love. Oh, I'm sorry. I met my friend. Oh,
1: it's, it's <laughs> wonderful. That's actually a perfect translation from what I've been able to glean from. Uh, so you, bas- you really nailed the French-Canadian uh, 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 accent. When you were when you were translating there, so I think you nailed like the you know that's typical. <laughs> that, that
0: little right, the, yeah, the, the little, little <laughs> uh, laughter at the end, the uh, uh, nonchalant Victorian uh, uh, burst of laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, like, I, That's how I imagine. It's old native Canadians to
1: us do. to the small towns of uh, of northern Quebec where these guys come from. So, <laughs> um, but no, he, he later went on Trudeau. What later went on to say? Of course, like being Canadian politics, no one follows up. Uh, and trying to compete for entertainment values, no one follows up on maybe their their take on gun control or abortion or or the current issue in the Middle East. They say, "Why did you say my love?" And I like, "Well, Trudeau says when he's fighting with his wife, he he always calls her my love." I don't know if that's a really good argument for his sake, but it's funny to to say the least. Like he's he's in a heated argument and instead of saying my friend, he says my love, and um, no one really loves the Bloc Quebecois. So I'm surprised no one's raking them over the coals for for accidentally having a Freudian slip there. Um, but, eh, I don't know. That's all I got, Paul, for Canadian politics. We'll we'll touch back next week when we'll be one week closer to the election, which I think I get to go vote on the 19th. That's exciting. <laughs> I'll actually be in I, the States for four days before I get to go vote. So maybe I'll, uh, that'll be fun too.
2: <laughs> I, yes. Yeah. Is that a thing? I, I know we've, kind of touched based on this before Mm. but like how big of a deal is that like election even among yourselves it feels like they're just kind of like eh well you know whatever it's it's important right now uh we're
1: dealing with a bit of a a clash between people where we've had when you have someone in power for so long because in the states you have you have four year four year terms sometimes someone gets lucky enough to come back for another term and then they're done and then usually when that happens, it's pretty easy to see power shifting to another party. But here in Canada, someone can stay in power as long as they're being elected. And the oh Conservative... really? You
2: don't have a you don't have any sort of limitation on how many times a person can be elected.
1: No, someone uh, uh, the party can be elected uh, just like in the states as many times as as they win. But the person leading the party can stay in power as long as that party is is winning and. Uh, Stephen Harper has been in power for maybe over 10 years now and people are starting to want some change. Uh and and that is evident from just here locally seeing a lot of diff- a lot of different political signs popping up and and ad campaigns against and for and uh most of those campaigns consist of folk songs. I'm not joking. <laughs> um so yeah. And but it's a terrible folk song. So terrible that it never made it onto the show. <laughs> that's how bad they are. Uh but yeah, no, it's it's important. It's important to go vote, kids. If you're listening and you're over eighteen, go vote. <laughs> in that case you're not kids anymore. So I don't know. It's it's important, is what I'm trying to say. But it's not like a it's not like a festival like it goes on down where you are. I don't know. How is how is it for, for you, Patrick, in France? Like is when an election comes across, that's a big deal, right?
0: Definitely the the presidential elections are very, I mean, people get very involved. I think we have one of the highest uh, participation rate uh, for presidential elections in the world. Uh, We're pretty engaged politically. And even those who aren't, uh, usually they will go vote. I think it's something like, I don't want to say something silly, but I think it's around 80% uh, of people voting. So yeah presidential elections are definitely super important and it has a lot to do with the fact that we try and actually make people you know make things easier for people to vote and i don't want to get too political but (laughs) in the u.s there are a lot of issues with um the, the you know the day of the week when it's happening and a bunch of things that make it so poor it's more difficult for people who have to work and blah 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 all that i'm i'm not sure how it works in canada but in france it's definitely uh, a big deal for sure everyone's yeah. concerned about the it agenda
1: uh, it, it's a big it's a big deal and, and because of the way we elect our prime ministers you you don't go to the polls to vote for the prime minister you go to the poll to vote for your local um local candidate so by voting for your mp locally that wins a seat for the prime minister or, and whoever has a majority of seats gets to be a majority government. And sometimes like right now it's, it's kind of locked. If you look at the polls, it's a dead even heat between the top three parties. There's that vote split between the liberals and the NDPs that uh, allows, you know, if we only had one, like in the States, if there was a two party system, you had the left and the right. We are, I think it's our left is split in two with the NDP and the liberals. And then the conservatives on the right are on their own um it becomes tough to see the left winning in an election when you have that vote split but here voting's pretty simple like it's a monday it's the 19th polls are open until i think 7 p.m. eastern okay. uh so 10 p.m. uh pst so it's pretty easy to get out there like and most jobs have a program where they'll let you go vote if you if you are unable to go vote They'll, they'll give you leave to to basically take a small amount of vacation to leave your post, go vote, and come back. But that's only so for if, a couple of hours, basically. Yeah, and that's only if you're unable to go vote and like if you're working throughout the polling uh, times. And then there's like advanced polling you can do. So the super serious people can go vote over the Thanksgiving long weekend uh, at advanced polls. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities. I don't think it's, it's as difficult as, uh, as it is in the States. Um, I had not heard that. Is that, is that something that you, you've experienced, Paul?
2: Not personally. But, no. I mean, Patrick is correct. It's much more difficult for people who have to work, oh, okay. for people to take off time to, from work in order to do that, especially you know, if you're an hourly employee or something of that sort. It's, it can be difficult and you know and then there's this whole thing about <clears throat> wanting to change our voter registration laws and it's really it, and it has been postulated that the only reason that you'd want to do that is because you want a you want it to be more difficult for uh, minorities to vote <laughs> that's that is that is the problem that's too bad that's yeah Really that's, weird. I mean, and that's not, I mean, obviously, the, you know, they don't come out and say that kind of thing, but that's the, uh, <laughs> that is. The
0: <laughs> so we'd like to change the uh, registration laws so that the minorities have a harder time to go vote. Yes. Yep. Obviously. We're that's, getting there.
2: As as odd as that sounds, we are, we are ever closer to actually getting yeah. to that point. Of I mean, <laughs> people actually just saying that.
0: Um. I think the the bigger picture, though, is the fact that people feel very involved in France, and they are definitely they they think like, this is my civic duty to go and vote. Most people, not everyone, of course, but uh, most people think, yes, we actually have to um, to do it. Everyone should do it. I don't know that it's the same in in many other countries
1: yeah I mean it's not it's not like a civic duty thing here it's more like like lately again because it's more locally charged um, it really depends on what's going on I remember in past years where in the riding I live in um, it was always a landslide and it was always a landslide no matter what riding I lived in it was just the conservative or the liberal party that was in that riding was just more well connected with the community and um, they just always won but lately Uh, here locally, uh, our, our old conservative candidate went to jail, uh, for election fraud for spending more than I think $2,000 on being elected and which to Paul sounds, you know, crazy, but here we have, we have laws against spending too much money on elections. So what do you know? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so now it's kind of this really charged riding where it's, it's a land grab, um, the, there's a couple new candidates, and there's a new candidate for the disgraced party that uh, that had just been exited via handcuffs. Um, so it's it's going to be interesting, and, and I think locally that's charged everybody to go vote because again they want to see some actual change as opposed to the same old dude every four years. So it really depends on what's going on. Uh, it's not. I think in the states it feels like it's more of a, a, a national thing. You know, like right now it's kind of we're in this odd time where Obama's not coming back uh, and, and you've got new candidates on both sides. And then the crazy uh, hairless candidates uh, down, down uh, wherever Trump's from. So it's, it's interesting to look at, at all these different ways countries do it. And uh, no, no system's perfect by any means. Like I'm not saying the Canadian one's perfect. I would love to be able to vote for, for my prime <laughs> minister directly, but um, unfortunately I don't get to do that.
2: No. Well, I, I think Regardless, it's I think at least the American sentiment that I've been feeling recently Mm -hmm. is now more than ever, people feel a bit powerless, like they don't feel like they're actually contributing in any meaningful way. So they just figure, why bother? I think that's the I think that's a pretty common thing, pretty common feeling around here.
1: Yeah, it's it's a like people say, like, it's a common phrase to throw your vote away. Like, they say, like, well, I could vote for the party I know. That might, uh, you know, not to throw my my dad under the bus, but I remember when I was young. (laughs) Yeah, sorry, Dad. He'd say, we'd go to the the polls, and I'd say, well, who do I vote for? Because I'm an 18-year-old, and I don't, you know, I'm just interested in video games and and school, and, uh, you know, I don't know anything about what's going on. I wasn't a very connected kid, okay? Sue me. Uh, And I'd say, well, who do I vote for? And he'd say, well, if you vote for anybody but this party, you're just throwing your vote away because... That the other party always wins by a landslide. And then i say, well, what's the point in voting if the other guy's just going to win? <laughs> and he was like, well, that's a good point. <laughs> you know, so I always voted for who I thought... I always voted against the landslide, right? Because who wants a landslide? Um, I don't know. It's weird. Elections are weird, but it's, it's it's such a huge thing. And maybe the only way to feel like you're making a difference is to, to get out there with signs and, and I don't know, look like no. a loon protesting... I don't think Fake so. Things you don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't. You don't want to look like a loon. Paul? I think that helps. I don't think that helps at all. You don't think looking like a loon helps? Nope. Mm. Well, <laughs> evidently you've never met a majestic loon. They're
2: they're majestic. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Ryan, what? Why in the holy hell are we talking about Thanksgiving?
1: Because Thanksgiving's next week. What? Yeah. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. We no. have this
2: conversation
1: every year. No, <laughs> it's calm in down. November. It's okay. Nope. Fourth Thursday. Calm down. No. You're embarrassing us in front of our lovely guest <laughs> who I wanted to ask. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right, right. It's team up on power. I, I hear
0: I hear that's what you know, that's part of the experience of Thanksgiving. It's actually make- being embarrassed yeah. embarrassed by the people who are sitting at the table with you.
2: Oh that's uh, a yeah. damn good point, actually. Yeah.
1: It's like a family thing and sometimes family is, is uh it can be embarrassing, especially uh Oh, I, I shouldn't make that joke because I actually have a lovely family. But, uh, you know, in, in the movies... <laughs> so do any of them listen to the, the show? Uh, no, probably not. They. Well,
0: uh, there you go. You're good.
1: <laughs> I was going to make a joke about, oh, racist grandma. It's like, well, my grandmothers aren't racist. That's not true. Um, but I'm sure some people have racist grandmothers. Um, so anyways, Thanksgiving's this weekend. And before we get into this quick list, I wanted to ask uh, Patrick, because I'm not, I'm not familiar with the... With with French culture, is there like a Thanksgiving esque holiday that? Uh, and Paul, shed your ear, your, close your ears here for a bit. A Thanksgiving esque holiday that doesn't fall in November for you guys, or do you have like a, a thing like that?
0: Well, we didn't really massacre the native populations of our land, or that was a really oh, long time there, ago. Huh? So <laughs> <that's>...
1: <laughs> and 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 I should jump in there and say the Canadian Thanksgiving is literally just about giving thanks. It it wasn't I don't think it actually started because of Paul massacring all all those
2: native yep, people. The native
0: native. Indians. I think uh, I, I don't think actually I'm not sure that is the case in the US either. It's originally it's just giving thanks period, right? Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, uh, I but well,
0: either way we don't we don't we don't have it. Um it's a very just like um, you don't give Halloween. thanks no, we don't like to thank people, oh, really. It's bad. kind of tacky. It makes you look weak. And we have enough of that, you know, already. <laughs> so um, we don't – no, we don't have Thanksgiving.
1: But you guys you guys do have holidays, right?
2: Uh, more than you can count. Yeah, is, I think well, – shoot. What, your French is high up there in the world for national holidays. Um, Well, uh, to be
0: honest, I'm not sure about uh, national and bank holidays. It it might be on par, but we have like five weeks of paid holiday um, for, you know, company employees, um, which is, I think it would make people in America drool. And Uh, um, (laughs) although I guess after a few years, you get uh, seniority and you get a little bit more and you get... um, you know I, I don't know if it's the same for you guys but i know in some country in some countries if a bank holiday falls on the weekend then it's transferred to the monday after that yeah. which it's not yeah. um in france so but yeah anyway we have a lot of days off so we don't really need to manufacture fake holidays <laughs> to take off work
1: it's funny that um, you mentioned manufacturing fake holidays cuz that is something people will uh candidate or not candidates but the, in general, politicians will discuss in House of Commons and, and in our, you know the political factory where they're making decisions about. We need a holiday in February. What should we call it? Let's call it Family Day.
0: Hallmark, <laughs> Hallmark will love it.
1: And then, then those are the conversations and, and that then, happen.
0: And if and if you don't want the holiday, they're like, "What? Do you don't like families? You don't think family is important?"
1: Buy a card, you jackass! You know, like it's 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 one of those conversations that happen and. We don't have uh, "quote unquote" bank holidays, but uh, a lot of our employees do get um, they get good vacation time. And I think Thanksgiving literally was just one of those conversations where it's like we have Labor Day in September, we have Christmas in December, we need something in between. Um, let's let's just do our own Thanksgiving. You know, the states have Thanksgiving. It'll make Hallmark's job a little easier. They can just they can ship all the all the really. Fluffy cards to Canada first, see how they test, and then bring the good ones down to the states in time for real Thanksgiving. Um, so, not that anyone gets cards for Thanksgiving. I don't know if that. It's usually just turkey. But I. So it's next weekend, Thanksgiving in Canada, the real Thanksgiving. Um, it's real, Paul. Anyways, so you are gonna be
2: gone, aren't you?
1: Well, you're I'll, I might man be. In the show. I don't
2: know. Uh, What's yeah. more important to you? Thanksgiving. Family or. No, I like
1: home-cooked turkey meal. Like I, I grew up on a farm, so whenever I go home for Thanksgiving... You
2: did not grow up on a farm. I did. You did not. I did. What are you calling a farm? You had a moose? No.
1: <laughs> wow,
2: straight to the moose. I mean, we had a moose. <laughs> okay, a beaver. What? A no. beaver. <laughs> no, no.
1: I had a, I had a Canadian goose, though, once, actually. See?
2: This is what I'm talking about.
1: But Anyways, we had cows, we had pigs, we had chickens, we had turkeys, we had uh, cats. You don't eat the cats, but... You know, we had lots of animals on this farm. And whenever I get to go home for Thanksgiving, (laughs) we get a home-cooked meal. And that home-cooked meal consists of something that wasn't purchased at Walmart, Paul. It's a real turkey. I don't go – I don't buy things at Walmart. All Americans do. Right, Patrick? Of course they do. Yeah, see? I don't do it. Okay. Well, anyways, I thought (laughs) I'd go over this list and let's see how different Thanksgiving is. So, tips for making the perfect Canadian Thanksgiving. Paul, Patrick, are you ready?
2: Uh, Yeah, it hit me. Okay, I was bored. Yeah, perfect. I really hope this is not as involved as this article looks. It's
1: not. I'm just literally (laughs) going to read the headlines, then we're going to move on. You can talk about your your gun control.
2: Uh, Make tricky dishes ahead of time. Is
1: that something that you do for American Thanksgiving? What? Okay, next one. (laughs) 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 Set the table early.
2: (laughs) Uh, How define early? I don't know. A couple hours. Uh, sure well yes fine (laughs) so far patch
1: is like i do this for every meal because that's how i feel (laughs) like france handles meals um say (laughs) yes to help
2: Sure. i well i think that depends on the temperament of the family do you need cranberries i need your help go get me
1: some cranberries
2: sure okay when in
1: doubt outsource feel like
2: what i don't know (laughs) uh
1: there's no rule definitely not the eating no, no, no! You don't want to. You want to keep that internal, uh, but I think it's just like you can't build your own vegetables, so you just go buy them at the store.
2: Okay, okay. No, well, ha- we we don't we don't raise the turkey, so sure. There's that. That's
1: what I do. Okay, so we outsource <laughs> everything about the turkey. So perfect equals completed. This list is terrible, Huffington Post. What are you doing? <laughs>
0: you I, pick- I like I like perfect equals completed though. Um, I think a lot of people want to. Make things super duper perfect, mm-hmm. and actually they should know that when you're you it, like we have this saying in French, which is uh le mieux est l'ennemi du bien, which translates to uh better is the enemy of good, and mm-hmm. trying to make things endlessly better, you might end up with having nothing at all in the end, so yeah, perfect equals completed, I can get behind,
1: yeah. <laughs> It makes sense to me because if you try to make like your your mashed potatoes into like this pyramid looking thing, and everyone's just going to take apart the pyramid because they want their their mashed potato. Now, they might make like mini pyramids and then stick a little I, hole in it and make a volcano with gravy. But I don't know. Now I don't I'm think. Hungry.
0: I don't think that's uh, is it what they mean. I think it's like when you're preparing things. Yeah, don't try to make the thing completely perfect. Just get um. it done.
1: Yeah, you're right. You're right. right. It's not like you can totally make your mashed potatoes into a pyramid.
0: It's yeah, not like I think it. if you want to, yeah. you're free to. You know, it's an American tradition, or I don't know about Canada. But. It's an Egyptian uh, tradition, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
2: wow. All right, moving on. Yeah, that's, that's a stinker. Let's <laughs> that was go. Enough, right there. <laughs> I this week was a bit uh, troubling. In American politics anyway It it was one of those weeks that you're just like Okay we can talk about The hurricane on the east coast We could talk about the Defunding of America So we can stop abortion Or we can talk about the School shooting Like Mm -hmm. It was just one of those weeks where I'm just like I don't Man do I really do I have to It was Yeah and I linked One I see okay. I believe it or not ladies and gentlemen, Ryan didn't actually know that there was another school shooting.
1: Well, I I, I don't knew. know if
2: that's because it's common, which uh. I'm sorry to say it kind of is. But or if he's just from Canada. So, I, I think
0: there's a little bit of that um for sure. I mean, for us every time, I mean, I don't know in the past 3 or 4 years it's been happening every few months and yeah. now we're like Ah, uh, yeah, another another school shooting in America. What what else is new, basically? Which is terrible and horrible to say, but uh, right. I don't know how much you want to get into it, but
2: I can yeah, say things. I the one thing that I linked down here was um, the president's speech afterwards, mm-hmm. and it, what particularly struck me about this, and I'll 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 get to that I'll get to that particular point, is how how kind of powerless he seems to be in this whole situation. It's it's it is fascinating to me that he had that level of candor. Maybe he's just sick of it. I would be if I were him. But yeah, he just he kind of was like, I he kind of. Well, you know what? I'll just I'll just play it. Hang on. And now it's failing. Oh, CNN. <laughs> right yeah. when we needed you.
1: Yeah. Well, well, while you're queuing that up, like, I, it came across my, my feed, but it was like, it's the standard response that I it's get mass from... The
2: shooting in America. There you go. Okay. But we're going to have to change our laws.
1: Obama keeps interrupting me. Go ahead, Obama.
2: <laughs> and this is not something I can do by myself. I've got to have a Congress and I've got to have state legislatures... governors who are willing to work with me on this. I hope and pray that I don't have to come out again during my tenure as president to offer my condolences to families in these circumstances. But based on my experience as president, I can't guarantee that. That part in particular struck me. Is like he just, he, he's in a very tough position of having to console families again and again and again for all these things. And at the same time, he doesn't have a whole lot of, he, there's, there is a limited amount that he can do, Yeah, which on the, on the one hand, I understand it, you know, from a political like process perspective, I understand it. Like you can't just wave, you can't just say something and then have it be law. That's. Well, that's stuff. not how Ridiculous. anything that that's is, well. That's a, democracy. a dictatorship. That's a that's a <laughs> that's but, a that's, yeah. That's yeah, fascism. The, You're not going to go that way.
1: No, no, no. And the, and the difference I've noticed is like we had a major incident. Um, I don't know why I used the word incident, but uh, just a tragedy where uh, last October. It's actually almost a year. Um, pretty soon, where uh, someone came in and. I can't remember the guy's name? Not that we need to say it, but he came in and he shot uh, a soldier guarding a a monument, and then went into Parliament and and tried to do some more oh, shooting. Right. And that that happened a year ago. And when that happened, it wasn't a situation of. And some people will try to say like, oh, the reason it you know it was seriously discussed is because they linked it to terrorism. It's like whatever. That doesn't even make that does that shouldn't even apply. Like it was a it was a it was a, a madman with a gun doing something stupid and a tragedy unfolded and after that there wasn't this nonsense that I see that happens in the states every time where it's like uh well huh, hmm, it's another week in the old plains of America in Canada it was like we need to do something we need to discuss this all the parties well, they don't all agree but they all agree it has to be discussed and and things need to be you know solutions need to be discussed it's not like they all said okay let's do this it was more like okay let's discuss the issue let's figure it out but in the states i feel like every time this happens someone someone says we need to discuss this we need to do this we need to do change and then other people are like it's fine the way it is guys like really this isn't just such a big or even deal.
2: the other way it's not even that it's fine it's like we need less of what you know usually comes yeah. down to we need like less you guys don't know adults. how
1: to meet in the middle like it's it's binary <laughs>
0: It's yeah, that's definitely something that is character- characteristic of American politics. I feel, but the the weirdest thing for me is the lack of uh, vision on a grander scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, I mean, uh, in French we say recul, Like they, no one has sees this. Everyone sees this from within the context of the of the country, and. The reality of this is, if you look at the countries of the world, this is the only place in the world where these things happen. And it's very strange that people are so entrenched in their, uh I don't even know if it's beliefs or... I Definitely mean, in it, a
2: first world country, this is the only place where that happens. yeah, Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, obviously. Um, But I mean, it, it's like the solution
2: is so obvious to everyone else it's the, it's become such a it, it's become such a political thing and a big part of this is the fact that it's constitutional if this weren't i'd imagine that we'd have fixed this by now yeah and possibly
0: if- but i mean you you even have who was it jefferson who who some engraving i can't remember where but it's like he's saying the laws of the country, including the constitution have to be changed as, you know, mentalities and, and things evolve and like, and it's, but even let's get beyond whether or not it is constitutional or not. And you know what, which party politicizes it. And it's really obvious which party politicizes it. But what really strikes me as a foreigner that is really far away from this is the obviousness of the problem and the un- unwillingness of everyone involved to acknowledge it or to i'm sure you know it's not like they're evil and thinking ah oh, we we don't want to get rid of our guns because we're sure they they provoke these issues but we want our guns anyway and i'm sure you know most people don't think like that. but Some people are going to tell you, well, we need stricter control and, you know, we need some mental health issues to be resolved. Uh, by the way, I saw a tweet go by saying the people saying that are probably the people who try to block Obamacare and, and you know, more money yeah. to actually get better health care in, in place. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, people are saying, yes, we need to better control, better this, better that. And it's like you're putting a plaster on a gaping wound. And you don't want to acknowledge the cause of the wound when there's a guy literally standing above you with a gun pointed at the wound that, you know, just opened. And it's, it's mind-blowing to me that people, again, I don't think they're evil. I just think it's mind-blowing that they don't see it. It's like you're standing in the middle of this situation and you don't really know the other possibilities. So you don't realize that this situation is not normal. Um, And in in the spirit of getting people super angry at me and pissing people off, I'm going to do a comparison that I think is apt. Um, In the past 20 years, the average weight of Americans has skyrocketed. And it's, people think, I think there are a lot of people who think being overweight is normal in the US. People don't realize that,
2: well, definitely this, here.
0: this is not normal, not in the sense that you know you're you're you know there's a problem with you as a person, but it's not normal in the sense that this is not the norm. in 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 other countries where people don't have the same di- dietary issues, people are thinner. Average humans, healthy humans, are a lot thinner than the average uh, you know in the U.S. and if you're if all you see is that around you people that are overweight and and morbidly obese then you might think that this is normal and you get to ridiculous movements like the fat acceptance movement and people thinking that trying to to get it into their own head that they're healthy when you know I'm not saying that people should not should think should be super guilty for, for being overweight, and I think in a lot of cases it's not easy, especially in the U.S., to be uh, uh, healthy enough and to eat healthily enough to to not you know get into these situations. But there's a different step from that situation to thinking when you're obese, thinking you're healthy, you know, and it, when you're in an environment where it's so common maybe you don't realize how much of this is an issue. And um, the, the, the the situation for um, the gun control issue seems to me somewhat similar. The Americans are in that debate and that problem, and they don't realize that in other countries, these things don't happen. They just, they do not happen. Um, so... Anyway, I'm gonna unplug and re-plug my, my mic. I think I might be causing the sound issues, but yeah. So, it's an American issue, and the cause is very obvious. And
1: yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, there's a like, it's it's a similar issue uh, here. You know, we have a lot of uh, Tim Hortons. Uh, you know, a lot of Tim Hortons all over the place, what? right? And what, okay, what's, where what's, are you going with this? Exactly. Is, is
0: my sound better? Yeah,
1: that's it's, much better. And I'm just I'm just trying to think like we don't have issues with gun control we don't have issues with uh, I mean people are are overweight but what I'm trying to think is like make it a, you know rather than using the destiny analogy like the, the people think like oh, you know there's Tim Hortons everywhere it's like well that's I, only I kind because of you want to
0: hear the destiny analogy now but um, now <laughs> keep going with Tim Hortons
1: okay well it's it's a terrible analogy but uh, you know people think there's Tim Hortons everywhere in Canada which if you went to a specific city where there is one you know. Every two or three kilometers, then yeah, you're gonna think well then Canada must be filled with Tim Hortons But you know, I think we've just accepted the fact that Tim Hortons is everywhere. Is that what you're trying to say or no?
0: Probably not because um, no one was not talking exactly about- <laughs> no, not exactly what I'm trying to say is that When you're smacked down in the middle of the situ- of a situation and mm-hmm. you don't have any frame of reference for how things could be What's happening? Oh, sorry <laughs> Vibration. We're having um, some construction delays here on something <laughs> with the elephant. When you're, when you're in the middle of a situation and you don't have a frame of reference for a range of different uh, uh, possibilities and, and, you know, different parameters for that situation, you might think that this is just the way things are and there is no other, you know, alternative. Right. So um, the way
1: I think the only, the only way I can get coffee is Tim Hortons instead of Starbucks, McDonald's, stuff like that.
0: Maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: I'm I was... ju- I'm, I, the point <laughs> you're making is I'm not trying to discount your point because I think it's a really great point. I think it is the it is the exact reason that um, these things aren't seriously discussed, not just by politicians but citizens. I saw a couple posts on Facebook. I have some American friends on Facebook who, who share the same disdain that we have for these, these shootings. And I would think that their audience would be in a similar thinking. But – there's always that one guy who says second amendment allowed my parents to protect ourselves from a home invasion i wouldn't be here if they weren't able to use a gun and it's like but that and this is something we're discussing pre-show and then that's not the issue like by discussing gun control they're not saying resetting the whole thing everyone has to give back their guns and then purchase them legally again uh through these new secure means no it's it's more about making sure people who are unstable, who need mental help, can't get a gun and can get the help they need to prevent a tragedy. Because most of the times when, when these shootings happen, it's because someone needs mental mental help. Um, now, part of that is is them is us being able to identify that this person needs help. Because I'm sure, you know, it's not someone walking down the street going being just crazy and it's like oh that guy needs help usually when when you suffer from mental disabilities it's it's internal you know you don't want to talk about it you don't want to you know you don't want to seek help you just want to try and solve it on your own and sometimes it just gets to a point where if you don't seek help bad things happen and but it's there isn't like a a mental disorder uh, alarm that you can use to detect whether someone has an issue it's it's deeper than that but Um, It would be cool, though. It would be. It'd be like... And slightly frightening. Slightly, because you'd be walking down the street, and it'd probably be going off a lot, because everybody has differing degrees of mental illness, and uh, I don't think anybody has, you know, the perfect mind. That's not how the human body works. Everyone's got some form of, of, of doubt, or and it all depends on what kind of day you're having, whether you, you know, woke up to do this show, or you woke up to play Destiny. Like... I'm in a much better frame of mind because I woke up to play Destiny. Paul woke up to do the show, so um and he's upset you can tell right now, mm-hmm. right, Paul
2: <laughs> you've managed to finally upset me, Ryan, yeah,
1: just by <laughs> talking about destiny again, um but I mean, the best thing is pre-show you were saying like, well what about what about the other side? What do they think about these shootings, and you mentioned, well, Jeb Bush had a quote about something. Oh. And I,
2: yeah, <laughs> I go to type
1: go. in, okay, well, he's not going to tell me we'll save it for the show. So I had to spoil it. So I t- in Google, I start to type Jeb Bush. Google suggestions pop up. It's like Jeb Bush wife, Jeb Bush party, Jeb Bush, uh, what was it? Uh, stuff happens. And that yeah. was his quote for the shooting.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it's, stuff happens.
1: It's just what? <laughs> yeah, How is that it, a response? That's political suicide as, here.
2: It was not as brazen as it sounds, but mm. it – I mean – damn like it it wasn't great especially for a politician yeah so yeah i mean we could you know what i just know i go ahead it's
0: (laughs) i love america so do i it's great i want to preface what i'm going to say oh goody by by saying this and there are issues in every country and honestly america has incredibly positive aspects to it and it's leading the way in, in, in leading the world in so many ways you know technologically and and in research there are some of the most incredible things happening in the U.S. and we were joking a little bit earlier about you know the, the political process and all of this but the attachment that Americans have to free speech and to you know so many things but I think it says something about a country when you're unwilling to admit that there are issues as well as, you know, when when you can't criticize something, right? And and there are some wonderful things happening in the U.S., but there are also some incredibly appalling things happening there. And if you can't point them out without being accused of, you know, I'm not even talking about myself because I'm from the outside. I'm sure some people will, you know, throw stuff at me and, and accuse me of being a dirty socialist who hates freedom. Um, but... Even within their own country, when, when you try to address some of these issues, immediately you're being branded as, you know, anti-American, you you, you don't, you know, these kinds of things. And mm. I think it there are some horrendous things happening mm. that should be pointed out and that are quite the opposite. It would be un-American to not point them out. And these kinds of quotes and these kinds of lines of thinking, I think, should you know are not okay it's it's the kind of the there is a a um (sighs) there's a way that intellectual intellectualism like actually being intelligent and trying to reason and trying to be intellectual is being uh vilified in the u.s and that is a Worrisome trend, and and I think political correctness quite uh, <laughs> quite ironically is has led to some of that because you can't say anything is bad, so you don't you know you have to be accepting of everything. But anyway, my point is, there are some things that are kind of unacceptable. And the fact that a major political leader, one of the forerunners for the presidential election, can say something like that, and it not being a big deal, is worrisome um, for someone like me. And I think it should be worrisome to a lot of Americans. And it doesn't matter that he is actually the guy in your party, if you're not being able to recognize that whoever and we have similar issues in france to a lesser degree but if you're not able to recognize that what someone is saying is concerning because he's from your party whether you're from the left or the right uh it's that's a problem um and yeah you have to be be able to say that this is a problem if you're not then that's a problem
1: yeah and and you get that sense from people like the hardcore right that that see Jeb Bush saying this and like, yeah, stuff does happen. We don't need gun control. It's like, it's only once every couple weeks. And just recently, we had, there was a shooting um, not too far from, from where I am here in Ontario where uh, an ex convict uh, got a hold of a gun and went on, went on a spree. I think he, he ended up killing uh, two of his ex girlfriends and, and another, uh, another bystander. And he was caught and taken to jail and he showed no remorse. But the difference between here in Canada and here in the States is when that happened, all political parties labeled it as a tragedy. All local politicians labeled it as a tragedy and said, what can we do to fix this? You know, what can we do to make this not happen in the future? Like, of course, people are going to get a hold of guns. Guns aren't going to just suddenly disappear because we enact some sort of law. There's no law that'll do that, no matter how tinfoil hat you think you may be with the black helicopters and all that fun stuff. That's not going to happen. If anyone's listening to this being like, oh, they're getting steadily angry about what we're saying and saying, don't worry, there's no law until teleportation exists that is going to have you lose your guns. Uh, that's just not something that could ever happen. Uh, I think just, the
2: worry
0: you know, is it's th- there are steps. And then, you know, 20 years down the line, it's illegal to own a gun. I think that's the worry. Um, and yeah. To go a little bit in the other on the other side of this, and I have conservative friends who you know th- basically the reason is um, if you want to get old constitutional, it was in order to make sure that you could have militias that uh could fight an oppressive government mm-hmm. and I understand the reasoning behind it you know it 's not just so you can protect yourself when you live on a hill and because you know America and Canada are so huge that this is actually an issue. you might be so isolated that the police is not going to come, and you might have you know criminals coming to rob you or even kill you or whatever. I understand this, but um, the, uh, the I think the worry is not that all of a sudden all of the guns are going to disappear. The worry is. If you take those first steps, then down the line, the government could make it uh, illegal for you to own a gun at all, you know, within 20 years. And that's another thing, the distrust of the government, while healthy in reasonable doses, is so incredibly pervasive in in the U.S., the American thinking, that it's almost like you negate the fact that the government is capable of doing anything, and, yeah. you know, as far as I know, the Postal Service, yes, it's not awesome, but it gets your letter from, you know, one coast to the other in a couple of days for 50 cent or whatever it is, 20 cent. Yeah, That's, that works. And the army, I think, is a government yeah, operation. Um, so, yeah, the, I, I the mean, government distrust is worrisome as well.
1: It, it, here in Canada, like, I have, I have trust in the government. Do I have... You know, trust is one thing, but believing that they'll do as everything they can to solve an issue. Like there are other things happening in the country where it's like, yeah, they could do more for X or Y. But the fact that I can, you know, I trust the government and, and I think they're doing a great job with with healthcare. Like Ashley's five months pregnant, we haven't spent a dime on the multiple appointments and 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 uh, procedures that have been, you know, and tests that have had to been or no, have to be done, but are done to make sure that the baby is progressing in a, a steady state. And if you say that to an American, it's like, what really? Like that
0: costs thousands of dollars. And,
1: and, and that's education,
0: crazy. you know, college loans is mm. such, I mean, I feel we're, we're turning into, you know, yeah, Paul. Uh, John Oliver. I, I we're really turning can't. into John Oliver. <laughs> Take Paul, that, Paul. <laughs> please, please uh-huh. tell us, that, you know, we're, we're horrible communists and mm-hmm. this is why you freedom-loving Eagle American are right and we're completely in, you know, we're not realizing that there are reasons for all of this and we, we're just not seeing it because we're too far away and we're foreigners.
1: Talk about that documentary that's coming out, how you guys landed someone on, the, on Mars. Matt Damon, right? You <laughs> <laughs> <That laughs> are that shit up again.
0: Let's science the shit out of this, Paul.
2: Come on. Here's my there, response.
0: Our hollywood system f all <laughs> of you we have a flag on the moon that's my response that's what
1: i was hoping and, and, and he'd go for sense. he'd correct me no it's not mars it's tom hanks on no wait that he that didn't actually work oh out, my
2: god it. okay
1: <laughs> uh i love that movie. no
2: i I'm, I'm 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 i haven't said much just because i feel, I wanted I feel like to hear what everybody else has to say about this ganged up on you <laughs> no it's fine okay it's, it's fine that's a show. Uh, <laughs> thanks
1: for coming. That's what you have to say. <laughs> Defend your country. Come on. No, I think America is, is great. And, you know, the stigma we get up here is sometimes like we get a lot. We don't get the positive stuff through our news. We usually just get the negative stuff because Either it's too. Canadian news. They're going to report on negative things. So when I go to the States, you you come, sometimes flinch, but then you get there and it's completely fine. Like ev- everyone's nice. It's a fantastic place. Uh, you know. I have no problems with with the differ differences that we have in our country. But
2: no, our, I mean, without getting too much more into it, hmm. we have a lot of significant issues. I think the majority of people know that we have significant issues. Um, the the problem is mu- is much more about how do we how do we go about doing this and mm-hmm. trying to get around people's need to be 100 percent correct like yeah. i think that our inability to compromise is probably one of the worst things we have going for us and i think that first of all needs to be addressed like we just can't like for whatever reason our leaders just don't want to don't want to budge on anything for some sort of greater good it just doesn't happen so it, we're kind of left with you know, we essentially we need to reelect. We need to reelect every leader that we have. Perfect. So, you know what? Th- you you know know what? what? That's fine. Um,
0: <laughs> political campaigning and not lobbying, but financing is a big problem. You were talking about the fact oh, that you have oh limits yeah. on spending. I think that would. The problem is you, when you, you, you get special interests in the political game a lot oh, more when so. you have these issues so maybe very that's French. one place to start isn't uh lawrence lessig that said uh that r- ran a kickstarter campaign or crowdfunding campaign to f- to solve that issue specifically
2: i think so i don't know he he made oh wow how have
0: i heard of this and not americans um,
1: I don't, I've never heard of it either. I mean, what we really need to do is get that McAfee guy in, and then he'll just install all the proper updates and just clear all that spam <laughs> out. Paul, he's still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, just making I'm sure. I'm here, man. Because that was a solid suggestion. I it, Well, it was it? <laughs> Cuba. Where is he, Where? What does he have a problem with? Bermuda? What are the Udas? All right,
2: never mind. <laughs> uh, it, just FYI, we said... <laughs> We said Boehner's name last week. Oh, is it Boehner? Day. You, you,
1: you led me astray.
2: I know. We said Boner because that's what it looks like. Really, I'm and sure. I totally
0: totally, <laughs> I'm sure it was it was originally Boner, and then he changed it. He said, "No, no, 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 no. it's Boehner. It's, it's
2: Boehner." Oh. oh, the O is silent, guys. Come I was on. going by your old English name.
1: Wait a minute! Didn't we make a joke about how the A is pronounced in Canada differently? So it was like. It is Boehner in Canada, but in the States it's Boner because the E-H is silent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fine. Boehner from now on. Boehner. I'm surprised we didn't get emails about that.
2: I'm Hey, man. But they I all were. thought it was pronounced Boner. Uh, see? It's not just us. It's an honest mistake. Patrick? Thank you so very much for being on. I, I, I am so happy.
0: glad... And I really, really, really hope that people understand that I say all of this because I love and (laughs) some of my best friends are American. I live half my life in an American environment Uh, and, you know, technology and culture and all of this is gifted to us by the land of the free and the eagle. And uh, uh, yeah, I I, yeah. So there you go. I love America.
2: No, Please well, don't hate me. Well, there is video footage of you, like with draped an American flag. I th- I think you're you're yeah. You're, is apple pie man exactly? I think he had apple pie that, that night, right? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> I had apple pie uh, while or was it humble pie? My M sixteen and uh, uh, you know have with eagles on my shoulders and uh, I have the flag, the eagle, the apple pie, the gun. Oh, at a strip club. There you
1: yeah. go. Oh, no, no, no. We were Perfect. in Utah. So, A, you couldn't drink after 10 p.m. They have strict gun
0: laws and prostitu- er, uh, prostitution. Prostitution. <laughs> <Strip> <laughs>
1: club, strip, there's no such thing as a strip club in Utah, I think.
0: Oh, sorry. I was – so it was at 10 a.m., so I could drink, and it mm-hmm. was in one of those uh, multi-wives uh, communities. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it, I mixed those up. Sorry. Yeah, no. It
1: was, so it, was, uh, it was on the set of HBO's Big. They, they film it in Utah. <laughs>
2: Um, uh, all right. That's it. That's it. Info. It's Thanks. sleeping with eagle. Film. What? Uh, no. Thank you for having me. Just. Oh, to get, absolutely. I, it well, where you. can people find Patrick? That's a good point.
0: Oh. Uh, hmm. I'm not sure. I want to tell people now. Uh, I might have elicited the ire of the entire it's body uh, of your listeners. Scott Johnson
2: um, at gmail.com. <laughs> no reply at
1: friendspin.com.
0: Exactly. Uh, no, I'm on Twitter, uh, not Patrick on Twitter and on Facebook. And my site is uh, Frenchspin.com. You can find the Phileas Club there, which is a show where uh, if talk about perspective, uh, we actually had a conservative on the show last month uh, and we get people from different countries expressing their views on different issues and topics every month. And last time it was so a friend of mine, Brian, who I who actually Got me uh into a shooting range when I was in the US what one time. I, I shot guns and it was fun. Um and a, a friend of ours uh, of mine who's uh Russian called Pierre. So you have an American and a Russian and uh actually pretty uh, reasonable conversation ensues. I was disappointed at that. But yeah, that's what we do. We are reasonable and try to get people from different countries uh, to talk to one another. And that's at frenchspin.com.
2: Cool. Rock on. All right, folks. I think that's going to do it. Mm. Info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com is where you should send your emails. We love emails. Correct us on Boehner and Boner. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for helping host our show and as always we appreciate your feedback and reviews if you don't start sending reviews or feedback I'm going to start sending it to ourselves just so we can feel better you can find me at Peace Wickard on Twitter you can find Rat at Ryan at R. Murphy and big thanks again to Patrick for being on the show
1: yes, thanks Patrick Trick. sorry Patrick <laughs> <laughs> it took a whole show but I finally did it <laughs>